definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Yo, what's happening? Happy Tuesday. Good morning and welcome onto the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, the 100.7 The Score mobile app, brought to you as always by Happy State Bank and uh, worldwide on the YouTube channel, Double T Sports Network YouTube channel if you want to watch us that way. However, wherever you're taking us in from, we're glad that you've chosen to make us part of your Tuesday. We being the end of the bench, I'm Choice Woodman with Jeff Haxton. Lucas White across the way taking care of us. You're more than welcome to chime in. You got any thoughts, comments, questions, bring those in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line through that 100.7 score mobile app. And at 107thescore.com, got all sorts of stuff to get into over the next three hours. Uh, it is Tuesday. What does that mean, Hacks? Tears of 12! Exactly. So we'll have our tiers of 12. As we are getting down to the short rows of the Big 12 season. And uh, we'll outline the scenario where all chaos could happen in the uh, Big 12. Over this, what needs to happen this next week for uh, for chaos to happen. If you're a fan of that, we'll tell you what you're supposed to root for. Um, also have... want to check in on the, uh, the heat of the seats in the conference. Hot seat stuff. See who we think will be fired in the next few weeks, and who will who will stay put. There are definitely some names that uh, are a lot cooler than they were towards the beginning of the season. So we'll uh, be a whole lot cooler if you did. A whole lot. Uh, that one movie. Yeah, Days and Confused. Confused. That's right. Got it. Which I have watched once. Per Jeff Axton. Uh, have all sorts of other little fun stuff we can get into as well. You know, Christmas movies get all sorts of love. I got the list of uh, best Thanksgiving movies as we're in respect the turkey month. So, Just doesn't have the punch, man. It doesn't, it just, but... It just does not have the punch. Uh, some of these on the list, you're like, you're, you're going to be like, that's a Thanksgiving movie? So Yeah. It's, it's, well, I saw there was a Thanksgiving horror movie coming out. What is that? I missed that. A Thanksgiving. It's called Thanksgiving. Movie? It's just called Thanksgiving. Yeah. I had, I had missed that. I kind of want to go see it. The uh, better half of me does not want to go does see it. Does not want to. Good for her. Yeah. Lucas, the, Lucas wears a hat almost every day. He has no hat on today. You're you're letting the hair grow a little bit. That's yeah, I'm actually planning on getting a haircut. This afternoon, that's why I didn't wear a hat. Darn, too bad we don't have a tiny wheel where Lucas has to grow it out for for three months or so. But uh, yeah, we'll get into. I gotta look good before we open the store this weekend. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, store opens this weekend. Man. Lucas, big time baller. He has the meats. He does have the meats. Uh, also, we'll dabble in some hoops talk. Uh, Red Black Series has opened up for baseball. I went and took in uh, a little bit of that yesterday as they've got a couple more games to go. Brittany Mahomes dissed Taylor Swift, apparently. 
well, it was 10 years ago, but Twitter keeps all sorts of... Uh, uh, Twitter memories. People, <laughs> those are the worst people in the world, right? Well, I mean, besides the criminals and actual bad people. The worst, worst of the normals is the ones that spend their time going back 10 years on people's tweets to, uh, to dig up dirt. Think that's an actual job for people? Is that an intern job somewhere? Hey, intern job at TMZ. Hey, you're gonna go through all of this person's tweets and find well, whatever dirt you can find. I think you can just search. Yeah, I guess you can. And now. So yeah, you could search. You could probably search hers for mm-hmm. like Taylor Swift and, and figure that out. So how we doing, hacks? Good. Tired. Good. Tired. Yeah, my uh, all hell broke loose with a uh, revelation that I've got all of the soccer this weekend, no matter what. Oh, yeah. So you got a lot of a lot of prep work this week. Oh, my gosh. Got to get to know Bama, North Carolina, Princeton, and, of course, Texas Tech. So we'll do 2.30 on ESPN+, Plus, 6 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus, and then, then 1, I think, on Sunday. Then you're leaving for the Bahamas next week. Monday. Jeez. Which, speaking of, Lucas just pointed this out to me. Did you see who lost last night? Villanova. Yeah, it was, we had it on television. Yeah, Perry was watching it. The he, was Nova, doing a, he was doing an advanced scout. at a boy, Perry. Nova loses to Penn. Change your Quakers. Per, change your perception on that game at all? No. It doesn't? No. It changes his mind. No, I no. mean not not greatly, but it makes me think. Okay, Villanova is uh, hopefully just the name. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're, they're beatable. I mean you played, and it definitely won't be to this level. But you played just the name of Louisville last year, <laughs> and holy cow, what a bad basketball team that ended up being. Maybe the worst D one team, Power Five team of all time. They definitely were the la- worst last year, but uh, yeah, it it was pretty rough. Pretty Penn rough did team. shoot fifty one percent from the field last night. All right, so that's the uh, that's the blueprint. Just shoot fifty one percent, and you can beat beat Villanova. But yeah, plenty to uh, get into. We'll take your thoughts if you want to bring those in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line through that one hundred point seven the score mobile app. Keep uh, keep those coming in. Um, you gonna have a lot of shakeup in your your tiers of twelve today? Um, I don't know. Maybe a little. Like there were some interesting results over the weekend. Obviously, Texas Tech beating Kansas and mm-hmm. and UCF boat racing mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma State. But does that change the overall outlook of the conference? Because you still have essentially five teams that are in position to still make a, a Big 12 championship. So probably not going to be much shake-up towards the top. Yeah. Oh, man, I pick up my son at FMS, and I swear to you, we spent the next 15 minutes straight on tie-breaking scenarios. <laughs> oh, son. He went through them for you? I had to help him along because he could not process if you tie with Kansas State and Oklahoma – you don't go. He couldn't process that. Maybe. There's still another wrench that can be thrown in there. There is. Yeah. If Iowa State wins this weekend. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
if Iowa State beats Texas, then you have a five-way tie going into the last week. And the other teams take care of business. So Kansas beats Kansas State. I I know Texas has had a good year, but they're not unfallible. They are. I mean, they, they won by three. Barely beat TCU. TCU. Houston's going into the end zone last seconds to win. It's a crap call against Houston. Yeah. They're they're not. They're not, not they, untouchable. They could stumble in either of the next two weeks. Now, this week is much more likely against Iowa State than I think Texas Tech the following week. But Dude, you never know, man. Uh, th- this league has been drunk the whole year and would expect that to continue. It's the end of the bench. Headlines next on 100.7 score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score. Time for some headlines. What you need to know. Part of the end of the bench on 100.7 the score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 the score mobile app. Brought to you as always by Happy State Bank. Joyce Woodman, Jeff Haxton. Here in the First United Bank studio, bring your thoughts in. Whatever you got. Gates Flooring Center chat line through the 100.7 the score mobile app with you till noon today but hitting you with a few headlines first we will start off with uh, let's start off with the Lady Raiders as they walk away victorious last night 61 to 44 over the Lamar Cardinals as Texas Tech wins that one at United Supermarkets Arena the uh, Lady, Ra- Lady Raiders pardon me move to 3 and 0 on the young season and uh, have two more games before they've got their Thanksgiving Classic in Las Vegas next week. So they'll play A&M Commerce next, coming up on Friday night. And as usual, you'll be able to listen to that game on 107.7 Yes FM. Uh, Monday Night Football last night featured the Broncos beating the Bills. Who had that one? 24-22. to Broncos take out the Bills. So the Broncos, is this consecutive weeks that they've beat the or beat the uh, Chiefs and the Bills, or is it is there a gap in between? That's consecutive weeks. Either way, they have beat the Chiefs and the Bills um, very recently. Are the Broncos actually a good team, or are these well, almost five hundred? They're these, almost there. They were ugly, ugly early in the year. And that wasn't pretty last night. The Bills turned it over like four times. But uh, there was a week in between. There was a week in between. But they're actually on a three-game winning streak. So they, they, they had Green the bye. Oh, they beat Green Bay last week. I forgot about that. So at Lambeau too, right? I think. Wow. That is uh Loss, 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 win. Loss, loss, win, win, win. So Was it at? They Lambeau started off with three straight losses to the Raiders, Commanders, Dolphins. Beat the Bears, lost to the Jets and Chiefs, and then beat the Packers, Chiefs, and Bills. Vikings are next. This is the Broncos team that I guess we thought we would see with Sean Payton, or at least just the winning part of it. It was a fun game to watch last night. It was good. Yep. Uh, Josh Allen. Here's your stat. Stat of the day. Josh Allen has had at least a share of the league lead in both passing touchdowns and interceptions, has at least a share right now. The, it's the seventh time since 1970 merger, 
A quarterback has led the league in both of those categories, touchdowns and interceptions, in week 10 or later. Seven times it's happened before. None of the prior, sorry, seven times total, uh, none of the prior six quarterbacks went on to make the playoffs. Are the Bills in danger? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, what they have in their division, they're probably okay. Yeah, that's true. Wait, no, did, did you see, the, they got the Dolphins, so. Did you see the penalty late, how it happened? No, I, I would not, was not watching at that point. Um, So, Denver. I actually fell asleep. Denver's taking snaps, taking knees. They don't have any timeouts left, and they'd done this earlier in the game uh-huh. towards the end of a quarter or a half where they had like, 12 seconds, and they run everybody else out there. Run, 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 set, kick. You know, yeah. so they uh, they demonstrated that they could do it before. Yeah. yeah. So the, the next time here, the they do it, and they, they hit the knee, and they run everybody out there. Guy comes out there wide right, Bills win. No, I missed all this. They had 12 oh, men on the sweet. field. The Bills did? The Bills had 12 on the field. Ouch. Penalty flag. Now everybody can calm down, settle down. Because you got a clock stop. Yeah, you're stopping. Down. You're, yeah. You're just, now you're just worried about the play clock. Yep. You can take all the time you want. And so everybody's set. He just pff, right down the middle. Wow. Win. Wow. The Bills next five weeks. Jets, Eagles, bye week. Chiefs, Cowboys. Oh. Bills are in trouble. They're in trouble. Wow. Wow. That is pretty crazy. Uh, in the NBA tonight, we'll have Mavs at Pelicans for the NBA Cup. Still not understanding at all. Spurs at the uh, Thunder. Spurs game at 6.30. Mavs game at 7 o'clock. Also uh, in the NHL, Stars take on the Coyotes Tonight at seven. Are you a coyotes or coyotes? It just guy? depends and on. I, I am both. Where you're at. Like I sat there with. I'm, I kid you not. I recorded a sports center this morning that mentions this. I sat there for like two minutes deciding: Am I going to go coyotes or coyotes? And then I decided that Wiley Coyote was going to win. So went with that. I say both. But uh, the only one that I know that stands by coyotes is South Dakota. Vermilion. They say Dakota. coyotes. Yeah, and they call I them. Think the Yotes. I'm pretty sure Phoenix, which I don't even think they're Phoenix. They're Arizona now, right? Okay. They're Coyotes. Yeah, they say Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I have that right? They call them, I think it's Arizona. They switched from Phoenix to Arizona. Like the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. they went to... But they used to be the Phoenix Coyotes. Now they're the Arizona Coyotes. Okay. Anyway, uh, Rangers opening night has been announced. I don't know if you saw this, but... Uh, March, actually, this isn't just the Rangers. This is Major League Baseball opening night for uh, the early game. They always play like one game before everybody else. Rangers will open against the Cubs at home on March 28th to uh, open the season. Sorry, world champion Texas Rangers will open against the Cubs. Still good to say. And um, we got some high school hoops on the airways for you tonight as the Lubbock Cooper Girls and boys will have a double header. Girls will play Midland Legacy at six. Boys will square off with the Dirty Pampa Harvesters at seven thirty tonight. 
That was the team for me. The Dirty Pepper oh Harvesters. Gosh. Not a team. I mean, the teams I hated the most, um, and they were all district foes, uh, Pampa, Randall, Hereford. These were the teams that couldn't couldn't stand. Hereford had the worst fans. Um, Randall was just the rich white kids for the most part. And then Pampa, uh, just I could not fathom, and this was particularly basketball, how disrespectful some of their kids were, like to to authority, to their coaches and to oh my their gosh. parents. So that's what made my own personal head. And they were trash talkers big time, too. There was one kid that wasn't, but the rest of them were just garbage dudes. And I just think of Will. Oh, Will? Yeah. Yeah. Well, McKay was a Pampa harvester. I like Will. But he's an exception to the rule. <laughs> Every time how... I see that sign, I think of Will. Yeah. And I so, see Dumas signs, I think of you, obviously. I will say Pampa's gym, one of the coolest out there. Huh? It, it's just a giant brick gym that, I mean, reminds you of one of the old just old-timey gyms. Rayford Young played at uh, Pampa, too. But that thing has been around since the 40s or 50s and just has the the field house feel to mm-hmm. it. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Anyway, so we'll have that. Go Cooper over Pampa tonight, 730. There's a place in Oklahoma Tip-off. called the Echo Dome in cool. Fairview, Oklahoma. And it's, just, it's in the round and uh, gets loud in there. Yeah. Yeah. Echo Dome. Echo That's cool. Dome. I like that. And uh, Red Black Series started up yesterday. The Red Team. Who did you get to watch pitch? Did you just watch Petty Pitch? I watched Petty Pitch, and I watched uh, – I actually took notes because I knew I was going to – Oh, I, I watched Jack Washburn pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. How'd that look? Um, so I, I stayed for the first three innings before I had to go pick up kids. Three and a half, I think. And both pitched well. Uh, Washburn struggled a little more than Petty. Petty was Petty's Petty was pretty good. sharp, but the very first pitch of the no maybe maybe it was the second pitch, but it was the first batter. Uh, new freshman kid looks pretty good. Pompey, I believe is how you say P O M P E Y. Uh, he he was playing shortstop for the black team. It was uh, he he parks this sucker big time. Just a huge swing. Where would he hit it? Over the left field wall. I mean, left center. Crushed it. <laughs> Did you see the picture from the Twitter account? I didn't, no. It's so funny because you have... Of him the, or someone else? Of the dugout. Oh, okay. On the reaction to Pompey's home run. Okay. It's Bazell and uh, Owen Washburn yeah. and Cash, and they're all looking... Like, you it, know, like It was a shot. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, like this... And Tadlock's just looking straight ahead. <laughs> just great. stoic. I mean, but just getting out there and seeing for kind of the first time so many first time in a while, sorry, so many returners on this team with some good yeah. freshmen mixed in. You're I mean, it's it just confirms what we've talked about. This is going to be a good baseball mm-hmm. team this year. I'm got that excited. feeling. Very excited for baseball season. It's the end of the bench. More from you coming up on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score.
Thrilled to be part of your Tuesday. You're hanging with the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman and Jeff Haxton, yours on this Tuesday. Lucas White across the way handling us. Keep the uh, thoughts and commentary rolling in, whatever you may have. Bring it in. We have not really uh, touched the chat line much, but we will get to that coming up after our Tears of 12. Send your way shortly. I've got uh, the Vegas odds on Texas A&M's next head coach. Tell you who Vegas says are the uh, likely candidates. We'll do that in a moment as well, but... Without further ado. Tears of 12! Did you get all 14? <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> I'm at 1. I'm at 13! And I'm looking at the standings <laughs> just like last 12. week. I'm at 12! Dang it. He's dang new team. Oh, 13. I'm at 13. I'm at 13 too. Oh, I can't... I'm missing BYU. Got it. I'm not missing them. Okay, I'll start. Oh. oh, you got it? Got it. Go who, ahead. Who was it? Houston. Okay. At least we're forgetting the bottom feeders now. All right. That's from that Superman movie from 1980-something. Houston? Yeah, Houston. Planet Houston. I've said the the, the three aliens that come yeah. down to whip Superman's rear end. Yeah. You know that in New York, and I've said this before, you know there's a Houston street in New York? But they pronounce it Houston. Mm. Weird people up there. Planet Houston. Especially Jamie. All right, so my bottom tier is uh, tied for 14th because you all suck. Okay. Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, Baylor. None of those teams are making a bowl game. Bye-bye. The next one is uh, fighting for their bowl lives. That is... TCU, which I would have them at 10th there. UCF 9, Tech 8. All fighting for bowl lives at this this point. Uh, this These are good teams, not great. Kansas. UCF is one win away from bowl eligibility. Yeah. Tech is too. Tech, UCF. What is TCU at? TCU's at 4 and 6. 4 and 6. I still think they could make a bowl game. I'm trying to remember who they had last. I think they have easier teams uh so good not great teams kansas at seven west virginia six dcu and houston have to win out to go to bowls i don't think houston will because they host one of those was central florida i think host osu and then central florida i think that one's on the road yeah, yeah. and then the big 12 contenders back to five Iowa State, Oklahoma State, OU, Kansas State, Texas. Oh, he didn't like that. It's exactly what I have. Oh, I thought you gave me that look because because I put OU ahead of OSU. Right oh now. no 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 no! I thought no. I I am influenced enough by last week not to drop OSU out of the top tier, but to move them down from where I had them in the second spot last week. That's the exact same amount. That's the exact order. Huh. Of All my tiers of, of 12. Now, <laughs> okay. we have quite a bit of differences in, in, in the, the bottom bottoms. and the middle. Fair. Um, I will take BYU is the worst team in this league. Okay. I don't disagree with that right 14. now. That's probably the truth. And, I mean, they are 24-point underdogs at home to OU. They bad. 
Uh, Houston 13. Is that the biggest line we've seen in a Big 12 game? It's got to be, right? I think so. I don't think we've seen anything that no. large. That's a lot, especially at home. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati would be next at 12. They just won their first league game. Baylor, 11. Okay. Still in one tier, by the way. TCU, 10. UCF, 9. That's my, you guys aren't any good tier. Okay. The middle tier, I've got Kansas all the way down to 8. Wow. Well, if they've got quarterback troubles, I think that's, that's probably true. They're going to struggle. Out of this, let's see. Um, yours is back, right? Yours is back, yes. So, Texas, yes. Oklahoma State, yes. Oklahoma, yes. Kansas State, yes. Iowa State, yes. West Virginia, yes. Tech, no. Kansas, no. BYU, no. TCU, yes. Is Morris back? I don't I don't think so. No, Hoover's, okay, so still, no. Hoover's still been going. Yeah. Houston, yes. Baylor, I'm not sure. Shaping still there. UCF is just now, yes, with Plumlee back. And then Cincinnati, I think they have their starting guys. So it's about half. Did you mention league. BYU? Is there no? Yeah, I said BYU, okay. no. Um, so so can, about half the teams, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough or world. Without their tough world for a quarterback. Uh, Kansas, West Virginia Tech in the middle. Um, And then the same five. Iowa State, Oklahoma State, OU. Kansas State and Texas. So do we need to see just what you're outlining there? Do we do we happen to see a giant shift in college football where quarterbacks quit running the football? Because it's always been that way where in college quarterbacks have run more. And a lot of times they've been able to able to outrun opponents. But we've seen defenses get bigger, stronger and faster in college football than they used to be. We've seen linebackers and linemen get bigger, stronger, and faster. So you're seeing injuries to quarterback at a rate, and I don't have numbers on this, but I feel like my eye test tells me we're seeing quarterback injuries at a rate we've never seen before. I mean, we've seen it at Tech, and that's that's what influences this a lot for me. But it's everywhere. Everywhere. Here's, I, I bet if you look across college football, the number has got to be close to 50% on teams that have had to start multiple quarterbacks. It's got to be close to half. Mm-hmm. All throughout the nation. So I'm I'm curious if, you know, we see things go through cycles in all sports. Do we see a cycle sure where... Stay in the pocket throw? Yeah, you, you go to quarterback. I mean, just Here's, here's the deal, I think, on this, is if you have that running ability, they're not going to put that on the shelf. No, no matter what. Because it is such a weapon. Because it is such a weapon. You're a dual right. threat quarterback. And so a coach is going to sit there and look at this guy and go, well, you know, we got a lot better chance of winning this game if we can uh, allow him to quarterback draw. You're probably right. Zone read, uh, design quarterback keep. I mean, they're going to do it. Yeah. Um, what I do think you'll end up seeing, uh, here's what everybody needs to do that's in these dual and again, you're a competitor, so you're trying to get that extra inch, extra yard. You throw your head in there where you shouldn't on a dive, mm-hmm. and trying to get first downs. Everybody needs to find, to watch Kyler Murray's OU tapes because you just couldn't hit him. Yeah, 
it was physically impossible to hit him. Because if it got close to a situation where he's going to hit, going to get hit, he goes down. He would run away yeah. or go down. Yeah. He would go backwards, like on the sideline, to avoid any kind of contact. So you're over there, you're just, and it, it ends up driving you crazy because you want to get sacks on the quarterback. You want to lay good hits on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But you just, you, he's the best example that I think I've seen in college. Now, I didn't watch all of Mike Vick's games at Virginia Tech or anything. Um, but as far as like just escapability, he wasn't going to get hurt. We can number one, you're not going to touch him. So that's what needs to happen. But again, you get a guy out there like Tyler Shuck, and it's like, well, we know you can run. We've seen you run, but that guy, he's going to get lit up. So you got to find, I don't know, you got to find some kind of happy medium to keep your quarterbacks uh, out there able to play. And I, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, I don't either. But I, I do agree with you. A lot of things are cyclical, but I don't think this is going to be one of them. I pose the question, so knowing the answer is does it? They're going to stay with. Does it cycle back to um, Graham Harrell and Sonny Cumbie? That's a great question. And or is know, there just not enough of those guys to go around, and they're all in the SEC now? That's what my question is. Because it seemed like all the best quarterbacks. At least college See, quarterbacks a, were in. That's a different way of not getting hit. Is when the ball is in your hand for a second and a half. Yeah. Hut, grab, throw. Right? Okay. It's going to be tough to sack that guy because he's already thrown it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it did. It, it, when the cloud defense came along from Iowa State, mm-hmm. that started slowing all the basketball on grass down. Yep. That gets slowed down. That gets figured out a little bit. And so now they start running the ball more. It's just a big big oh, it, circle. Yeah, it, it always finds its way back around. It's the end of the bench. Lots of your thoughts. We'll get to those next on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Rolling on to hour number three. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, the 100.7 The Score mobile app, which you can carry with you just about anywhere. And now yours on Fox 34 News Now. If you want to tune us in on the telly, you can do so there. However and wherever you're joining us from, we are glad that you've chosen to make us part of your Tuesday. Alongside Jeff Haxton, I'm Choice Woodman. Lucas White, back behind the glass, handling us. You, you know, I was thinking about that pop quiz I gave you yesterday. I don't think I'd have done very well on that either. Just. I've already forgotten. Um, oh, yeah. Cause, top 30. Yeah. Because, like, uh, Dick Butkus wouldn't come to my mind. Nope. Uh, you'd be trying to think about Heisman Trophy winners, but a lot of those guys were left off there. Yep. So A lot of them. So that's that's a difficult list. Yeah. Uh, Don Williams from the AJ, Texas Tech running backs coach Kenny Perry says it's a foregone conclusion Taj Brooks will declare for the draft. <clears throat> Kenny Perry said that? He did. Yeah, I I, I kind of we, – we've speculated at that because of age and, uh-huh. and uh, you know, striking while your stock is high, that, that sort of thing, but that, that just confirms it. It stinks, here's, but you here's can't blame him. Either. Perry's quote. If you go back and look at running backs now in the NFL, it's not a long career for those guys. You've got to take advantage of it. Yep. Completely agree with Perry. A&M's got a four-star in the transfer portal. 
Do you think you get any runoff from the Aggies here to Lubbock? Yes, I do. Well, you because you already paved the way for it. Tyree Wilson? Mm-hmm. Hey, this guy had a lot of success after he left those guys. So, you know, honestly. What about, um, was Cup an Aggie? No, Cup. Yeah, he was. He Sorry. was. Sorry. I get mixed up because of his name. Baylor. <laughs> I get mixed up because of Raider Cup. Raider Cup. There. No, but yes, he was an Aggie. So you've got two of them. Um, Baylor's been injured too much throughout his career. Um, so hopefully you can just get him healthy. Tharp's Spo- supposed to be back. Supposed to get Tharp back. Supposed to get Linton back. Supposed to. Is that it? You're getting healthy. What about. Um, Healthier. Was it. Uh, Cole Spencer? Who went down with the ankle late in the game against Kansas? Lineman? I don't think so. Jacoby Jackson exited at one point, but I think he came back in. Was it Brown? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. He uh, said he said yesterday he was day-to-day. Okay. So, um, yeah, it seems like the team's getting healthier. Uh, going, I mean, the Aggie thing is interesting because – Anytime there's a, a coaching change in state, I think you're going to have that chance. Like, if Aranda gets fired, I think there would be a slew of Baylor Bears that would be interested in Joey McGuire. Now, that's a good point. That is good. You could have double runoff, but, you know, you only have, yeah, so, you many only have so many spots. But I, I do think – didn't. Did, but didn't – I want to – sorry, I interrupted. Didn't you, didn't you say this about the Arizona situation that Kevin was their accountant? Yes, that's didn't, exactly didn't what I said. That's Barstool Sports Instead taking like your Barstool. idea right there. Come on, a Barstool. Mistake, a mistake plus 11, 11. gets you home by 11. Or yeah, by 7. 7. A mistake plus 11 gets you home. I didn't quote that. Someone else quoted that on the chat line. Okay. But, I, but I said it sounds like Kevin Malone's their accountant. Yep, there it is. There you go. Come on, Barstool. So uh, the Aggie thing is interesting because there's a lot of high recruits there. But I could... The relationships that Joey McGuire has in this state are as as thick as they come. With coaches, with players, that is the biggest advantage that Joey McGuire has as a head coach here. And he, well, it doesn't he knows, hurt now that he's got um, all these facilities to sell. To yeah, him. and that helps a ton. So I do think if, if Texas Tech has interest in Aggies that are going to... Fall into the transfer portal, you're going to have a great chance. Call your Tyler Owens. That's who I was wondering about. Oh, yeah. Yes, your safety. I forgot about that. He Because he went to the locker room. Um, they they helped the him off. In the third quarter, then... I think. Yeah, and he, end, uh, he ended up uh, taking a cart back to the locker yeah, room. Yeah, but then he like asked the cart guys to hold so he could watch the field goal attempt. I didn't even yeah. see that. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, but for the most part, Healthier team. Um, to you on the now you need a pop quiz, but not unofficial one. Unofficial one. This is pass fail. One question hacks. Ugh. What is the rarest scoring play in all of football? The rarest scoring play in all of football. Where points can go on the board. Sneed's listening. He'll chime in fast. I'm sure. Um, 
rarest. I don't believe it's ever happened at the NFL level. Well, what comes to mind is probably not going to be the answer because I think I need to think a little bit deeper, but the blocked extra point, pick it up, take it to the house. That's very rare. But not as rare as this. But not as rare as this. Um, does it have something to do with tiebreaker penetrations, some, something like that? No, no. Because that's... No, it's an actual... You know, I mean, you've heard about games that have to go to correct. first downs or correct penetrations uh, into... This, this is an actual put points on the board. Though. Oh, gosh. Let's see if anybody... Drop kick field goal? That's that's pretty rare, but this is even... This even is fascinating, rare. and I failed. No, it, I wouldn't have got this on the spot. No? On the spot, I wouldn't have. Um... Like, I've heard of it, but I wouldn't have thought of it. Gus the Mule kicking a field goal. <laughs> he got it! No, not quite. What is it? The one-point safety. One point. I knew, I mean, something told me it was going to be a one-pointer one and point. not an extra point. It is one-point safety. This has only happened, it never happened in the NFL. How, first off, tell us, how do you get it? So, um... A scoring pl play that results in two points, safeties. So it basically, it would have to happen if someone on a on a conversion, two point conversion or field goal. So someone blocked a field goal, and it just bounced all the way down, blocked an extra point. Sorry, and it bounces all the way down there, and then or somehow the ball gets down to the opposite end of the field. And you cover goes it up out the there. end zone, or, or you yeah it goes out the end zone, or you cover it up in the end zone. It's one point for the other team instead of a regular two point safety. There may be another way to get that as well, but it's happened two times in NCAA Division One since 1996. Most recently, the uh, 2013 Fiesta Bowl, K State and Oregon. We had a one point safety. I may have to go watch that just to. Oh, I got to watch that right back. now. Yeah. There you go. 2013 Fiesta Bowl, one point safety happened. But that is the rare scoring play in all of football. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is time for questions we will attempt to answer. Bring them in. Gates Flooring Center chat line wide open to you. Through that 100.7 The Score mobile app, you can tweet us at 107 The Score or uh, also reach us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. He's Jeff Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman. Lucas White across the way. Questions for any and all of us are welcome for Ask the Benchwarmers. Um, we'll start with this one, Viva73. This was one from yesterday. I didn't get to Viva73. So uh, is there any... Rumor or truth to the rumor that Shuck uh, Shuck could come back next fall. I hope not. He should not be allowed to come back. Should not have been allowed to come back this year. Okay. He's made his opinion known. Um, look, I have no inside knowledge on this. I haven't heard anybody speak of this. I do know Shuck could get a redshirt year, though, because he hadn't played... Unless he comes into a game over the next two weeks, 
uh, Shuck could end up getting a red shirt year. Don't think he would at Texas Tech. I would be very surprised if the coaching staff and him wanted that marriage to continue because because you've moved on to your next quarterback. You want to build with that in the future. Um, I would say with a decent amount of confidence, if Shuck came back next year, Baron Morton would not. Hmm. And not not saying that I've heard anything on that. I just say his clock's going to run out, and he's got to get his time in. So I I don't gotta think get healthy. My guess is Shuck will uh, ends up pursuing a pro career because he's the, the older he gets, the less valuable he is uh, in the National Football League. It's my opinion. I I don't know. Maybe maybe he is does want to go play and transfer somewhere and and plays for a school to finish out his career. But rumor, I I don't think he would be coming. This coaching carousel, we say this every year, it's going to be crazy, right? It's going to be crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, because, yeah, well, with this shot at Jimbo, um, you're going to have, I mean, think about it. You could have right in this area, A&M, Arkansas, Houston, and then, Say trailer takes one of those, then you got UTSA, then you got all kinds of movement about to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be pretty wild. I don't disagree. Baylor, maybe Houston. Golly, I still can't wrap my mind around Aranda winning that conference championship two years ago, three years ago, and then. I get his seat being hot, but pull the plug on him. Like yesterday was the first I'd heard of it, and I was like, really. I think I was listening to Tech Talk, and they were talking about that with him being on the hot seat the way that he is. I was like, well, that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Now, with inside the program, they may see some yeah. some things that we don't. And maybe the recruiting is you know, so He bad is kind of a that... robot and, you know, kind of a I will win. And, uh, maybe there's a lack of fit And there you there. go. That's what, Well, lack of fit, and then maybe there's a lack of dudes signing up. And you're like, I mean, th- there are people in there that go, all right, so these 15 guys, this is the ones you're bringing in? Well, you, we have these guys leaving. You're going to hit the transfer pool. I don't know. This doesn't look good. You can you can see a direct correlation to when Joey McGuire was on campus and the recruiting success with Dave Aranda versus when he's mm-hmm. left. There is a direct correlation there. Joey McGuire was obviously the best recruiter there, um, and they lost their their ace recruiter. And he's in Lubbock, Texas, doing very good recruiting things right now. Right now, Texas Tech has the best class coming into to 2024. Of I'll tell you who's going to be nasty in the future, and it's going to be Central Florida. I agree. I think we've, we're simpatico on that. And Someone, it's not because they just smashed OSU. It's because if you look at the recruiting rankings, it's like Tech and UCF and a lot of them that are at the top, and again, you're plopped right there in the middle of the state of Florida. Yep. And they you, share Florida with a lot less than Tech shares Texas with. And ba- Baylor and Houston and all, yeah. There's a lot of Division One schools. There's a lot of Power 5 schools in the state of Texas. Florida has now four Power 5 schools, and it is a recruiting hotbed. Uh, someone says, I and think... One, 
that's just not what it used to be in Miami. No, no. I mean, that's not an attractive place anymore. Florida is not crushing it like they've been known to do it. Florida State is. No backup, yeah. You got got some room. Uh, I think this team tees off on UCF, someone says. Okay. I hope you're right. This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I'm sure I know the answer. This was earlier. Sorry we didn't get to it till now. But do you think Josh would trade his World Series ring for a Rookie of the Year trophy? Hell no. I think you do know the answer. Yeah. It's not happening. <laughs> no. Rings live forever, man. Yeah. He's got that. Year one, he's got that rookie. Or got that. So what? Rookie of the Year. There are plenty of Rookie of the Years have died, who have died off and not had great careers. There's a lot out there. They were flash-in-the-pan guys. I don't think that's going to be Josh Young. Uh, and he, no one's ever going to take that World Series ring ring away from him. Hopefully he can get more. What's worse, TCU and Baylor changing rivalry to blue bonnet battle or Shelly's fantasy football performance? <laughs> uh, they changed the name of that? The rivalry? Who changed that? To the and it went to blue bonnets? Come on, people. You guys are soft. I guess we can't associate the Christian things now. Uh, Benchwarmers, what does Tech have to do for you to consider this a good season? Are we talking basketball or football? Basketballs make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Is there anything left? To How many total games are we looking at? Is it 18 or 20 conference? 18 this year, 20 okay. next year. Okay. I think it's what um, uh, 500 or just win more than you lose in conference. If you do that, if you're 500 or you get one, two, three, four more than you lose, that's a massive success. Yep. Um, I agree. With this football team, you win the next two, to me, you're flying back in the right direction. And one of those is against Texas on the way out. It'd be hard to not call that successful. The, the, you got this, all these you know, early enrollees coming in. That's going to help get them here and see, you know, culture and all that and weight room. And so two of the names that are coming in are Micah Hudson and Will Hammond too. I mean, you're automatically starting off the future there. It's, I'd agree with you. Yeah. The, if you get to seven wins regular season, match what you did last year. Again, that's not necessarily moving up, but at least you are finishing on the right trajectory and you'd be beating Texas. Yeah. I I don't think I call it successful unless you you win your next two though. It it will Ditto. be it will be a disappointment um for what you did as a whole this year. Now, if you finish winning 3 out of 4 and get to a bowl game, that's still moving in the right direction. Uh bench warmers, where to go? Start bench cut fish, shellfish, sh- shrimp. All fish, shellfish, shrimp. Start the fish, bench the shrimp, get rid of the shellfish. Mm. Start. Is, start I love all shellfish. of it. Start the shellfish. All in on the crab is probably my favorite food. Crab, lobster, of course, and then uh, <laughs> uh, bench the fi- <laughs> bench the fish. Cut the shrimp. I love me some shrimp, but yeah, I love all of it like you. But I cut the shrimp. There's 
getting a good sea bass that melts in your mouth. You ever had one of those? That just you've had barracuda that does that. Mm. Do some barracuda Ooh, too. Barracuda. barracuda. <laughs> Uh, more embarrassing choice not having seen Pulp Fiction and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles or she- Shelly's L- Listener League Fantasy Football Team. <laughs> Definitely Shelly. Uh, way more embarrassing than me. Um, Battle for the Saddle is so much better than Blue Bonnet Battle. Should try harder. Yeah. Sometimes administrations, I don't know if it's administrations or who, get in the way. I mean, the rivalry is great. They they should keep that. And I don't know if they officially have ditched it or what, but they should keep that. That's it for us. Appreciate you hanging with us on this Tuesday. We'll do it again tomorrow. Same time, same place. And uh, y'all hang around. we got the bottom line coming up next. For Jeff Haxton, Lucas White, intern Maris, I'm Choice Woodman. It's been the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.